Entrepreneur on Fire 584. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Where do I go to learn creative software and business skills? Lynda.com. Get access to over 2,000 video courses free for seven days at lynda.com slash EOF. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash E-O-F. Having experienced these days is priceless. More than 280,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. Now that's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Kimberly Palmer. Kimberly, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Yes. Kimberly is the author of the new book, The Economy of You, Discover Your Inner Entrepreneur and Recession-Proof Your Life, and Senior Money Editor for U.S. News and World Report. In addition, she's a creator of Palmer's Planners, her own line of digital financial guides and money organizers for major life events and goals. Kimberly, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Okay, great. Thank you so much, John. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I spend most of my time my, at my full-time job where I edit and write about money, and then I also, I really love my side business, which is, of course, my money planners on Etsy, and uh, the biggest part of my life is my family. I have two little kids, so of course, I'm also constantly figuring out how to make my (laughs) entrepreneurial ventures work with family life and my full-time job as well. Love that, Kimberly. We're really going to do a deep dive into your journey as an entrepreneur because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. But before we do, we always start with a success quote or a mantra. So Kimberly, take it away. Mine actually came to me a very long time ago. It's from my high school. And the mantra is find a way or make one. And it it is something that I first heard when I was in high school because it, it comes from my uh, my high school sh- mission. But it, I think of it whenever things get really tough for me because it just really speaks to the fact that there always is a way forward. You just have to use a little creativity sometimes in order to find it. So we love real life stories, Kimberly. So give us an example of a time in your life that you actually applied this mantra in a real world experience. Well, when I first started my Etsy shop, I actually started with a pretty big failure. I made a big mistake, a miscalculation when I first had the idea to launch a series of money planners. And that was that I assumed incorrectly that people wanted to buy and people would buy beautiful spiral bound money planners, sort of like the kind of thing that you see in the container store uh, or the planners that you might buy at the drugstore. And when I got this idea, I put a few hundred dollars into printing, my printing costs to print out these really, what I thought were beautiful, good looking money planners. And unfortunately, nobody wanted to buy them. I had a lot of trouble selling them. But what people did buy was the digital version. And so that is what ended up becoming my Etsy shop is a digital 
all digital PDF downloads of money planners. And those printed versions are still sitting unbought in my closet. So <laughs> that was my big, my big mistake. And unfortunately, it was pretty much the first thing I did when I started my business. So you could either have found a way or made one, you know, according to your mantra there, and you didn't quite find the way that you thought you were going to go the first time, so you made a way, which was listening to your audience. And Kimberly, that's one thing we talk about so often here on Entrepreneur on Fire, the value of listening to your audience. If you had turned a blind eye and hadn't been really taking in the feedback that you were getting and what was going on, you may never have realized this great opportunity that you did end up seeing and grasping. So that's really powerful. I love that mantra for so many reasons. And now, Kim, let's focus on your entrepreneurial journey because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. You just shared with us, you know, a little hiccup you had, a little a little mini failure you had in your life. But as entrepreneurs, we don't just have successes. We don't just have failures. We have multiples of both. And that's just the world that we live in. So, Kim, Take us down to the ground level. Share with us a time in your journey where you just failed, where you potentially fell flat in your face. We want to learn from that moment in time. We want to really learn from that, those lessons that you learned and how you applied them to future times in your journey. Yeah. Well, my dream and what I've always loved to do is writing. And all of my entrepreneurial ventures have really been based around writing. I mean, even my Etsy shop, my money planners, it starts with writing. And unfortunately, it is, it's really hard to make it as a writer. And so when I was just getting out of college and I, I really wanted to write a book, I drafted up a proposal that was actually based on my college thesis, which is pretty much as boring as it sounds. I probably should have realized that wasn't the right way to go in terms of trying to figure out a, a good marketable topic. But what was the thesis? It was actually on free speech codes. Um, so free speech rules and regulations around racist and sexist speech on college campuses. Okay, that uh, sounds fairly boring. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So not exactly bestseller, you know, material. But I didn't I didn't know that at the time. And, you know, I had this big dream to to write books. And so and unfortunately, throughout my 20s, starting with that, and then I had a few other book ideas along the way. But I just got rejection after rejection. I mean, it was the point to the point where, you know, I I really came close to giving up because I just heard, I mean, I probably got, you know, dozens of rejections from agents, from book publishers. And it's, it's really hard to go through that. And you start to think, you know, am I creating anything of value or will I be able to even in the future? So, you know, fortunately, I did keep going. And I think it was my sixth book proposal or so that eventually did get turned into an actual published book. Um, but yeah, a lot of rejection along the way. Rejection is part of the entrepreneur's journey, Kimberly, and I'm so glad you're sharing that with Fire Nation, you know, to kind of share my perspective of that. You know, when I first decided to launch a seven-day-a-week podcast, Kimberly, I went to the people in the industry who were rocking and rolling, who were crushing it, got them as my mentors, you know, I joined their masterminds, and to a person, they told me, John, no way will a seven-day-a-week podcast work. There's just no way that people will want to listen to that much content. You'll get burnt out after just you know a couple hundred episodes at most. But to me, Kimberly, I just knew that I wanted to create that. It was my intuition. I was following my gut. And I drove forward. You know, here we sit now. You're episode number 579. Um, you know, we just won Best of iTunes in 2013. We're generating close to $200,000 in income every single month month 
just based off of my idea of a daily podcast. So you listened to your intuition, Kim, and you kept going forward. And, you know, Fire Nation, if you can take things away from that, it's don't give up at that first obstacle. That's just a building block towards your success. And so that's my feedback, Kimberly, from your experience. If you could boil it down for Fire Nation into your feedback, that one thing that you want our listeners to walk away with, what would that be? The biggest lesson is the people who succeed are just the ones that keep on trying. And I mean, I think it's so true. If you can just find a way to push past that sort of, I mean, it can be depressing, but if you can push past and find a way to, you know, really want to keep going. And I think it comes down to choosing the right thing to focus on. And if you yourself are enjoying the process and it's not so much about the end results, it makes it a lot easier to keep going. Uh, But yeah, it would be to keep going. Keep going. I mean, there's that great story, Kimberly. I'm kind of a history nut myself. So when I was in college, my actual major was American history. And there was this guy that went out during the San Francisco gold rush. And, you know, he was in the mountains and he was shoveling away and he had his whole claim. And, you know, months passed and he got nothing. So he gave up and he went back east. He gave it all up as a broke, broke man. But then the person who came after him, the guy that who sold him that claim, who saw that there was potential, took two more shovels and uncovered the biggest gold nugget that's ever been discovered in that region. Two shovels of dirt. And when the news traveled back across the country, and of course it didn't happen like it does these days, you know, that guy could have gone in two directions. He could have just been a finished man, a ruined man, realizing he was that close to fame and fortune. But he took the other route, Kimberly. He said, you know what? I was that close to success. I'm never going to give up again. I'm never going to get that close and give up again. And that guy went on to make millions and millions of dollars in different ventures, which in those days is an incredible amount of money. It still is today, but then it was even more, all because he refused from that point forward to give up. That was a lesson that he learned. And he probably ended up making way more money than he ever would have had he actually gotten in his hands that golden nugget. So great lesson, Kimberly. I love it. Fire Nation loves it. And let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Let's talk about a time in your journey, Kimberly, when you had an aha moment, when you had a light bulb that went off and you said, wow, this is me, Kimberly Palmer. Tell us that story, Kimberly, and the steps you took to turn that idea into success. Yeah, well, this story, obviously, like a lot more. I like thinking about this part a lot more. Um, So I was actually getting ready to interview uh, another Etsy entrepreneur. I actually had only used Etsy as a buyer. I mean, I love buying their jewelry and scarves. And I was about to interview for my job uh, for a story on small business owners, a woman who had launched an Etsy shop, a successful one. And as I was getting ready for that interview, I was doing my research. I was browsing Etsy and looking at the different categories. And I just came across this category that I didn't even know existed called paper goods. I had previously really just thought of Etsy as sort of an arts and craft site. But when I came across the paper goods section, within that, there was a calendar section and a planner section. And as soon as I saw that and I browsed those topics, and they included different kinds of products like planning your grocery list or even getting ready for a birthday party, all your to-do lists, I just felt an immediate connection and I just had the sense, you know, I belong here. If these people are creating these types of products, I could do the same thing using my expertise as a personal finance expert. And so that was definitely, I mean, that came to me like, you know, lightning. I mean, as soon as I saw that section, I knew I belonged there too. And I, I literally went home and two weeks later, I had my Etsy shop of money planners up and running. So it was just an immediate sense of, 
you know, I belong here. I could do this too. So Fire Nation, what did Kimberly do? She was out there, eyes open, ears open. She saw something that resonated with her inner core that really made her realize, hey, this is authentic Kimberly Palmer. I resonate with this. I love this stuff. I can do something great in this field. So Kimberly, you said you went home, you know, and a couple of weeks later, you already had a store up. But for Fire Nation, let's really get practical. What were some yeah. real steps you took that they can kind of mimic in their industry and in their niches that you felt were really powerful? Yes. Well, number one, I had actually been looking, and this goes back to my rejection story. I had been working on a book project that ended up just getting completely rejected. It was a baby planner. So basically getting ready financially for a baby. And so I had all of this research and words that I had already written. And so I thought, you know, I'll make this my first planner. So I called it the baby planner. And when I went home, I just sort of fleshed it out and I reorganized it so it was more like a planner than a book. And I knew my own weakness is art. I mean, I am not a graphic designer by any means. So I really quickly, within a few days, found a freelance illustrator who I could team up with because, you know, on Etsy, it's all about the aesthetic. You want to make sure your products look beautiful. And so I paid this woman um, a really reasonable hourly fee to design a book cover or a planner cover for me. So really, that first week was all about putting together my product, getting that cover, finishing and finalizing all of the words for the baby planner. And then that's how I could get it up so quickly because I I took what had previously been rejected by publishers and essentially self-published it. So how we love ending these sections, Kimberly, is with one solid takeaway. Because for me, what I'm hearing is that you saw something that you were just really inspired by and resonated with. And what'd you do? You took action. You put yourself in the right position. You had the knowledge, but now you had to really learn how to do in detail this new thing, this Etsy store, and you and you made it happen. But for Fire Nation that's listening right now, Kimberly, and they're in different industries, different niches, but they still have this desire, this passion. They're still resonating with something. What would you want them to walk away with from your experience? First of all, think about what your weaknesses are. I mean, we are always really focused on our own strengths and what we want to do and what we're good at. But also ask yourself, what are you not good at? And see how you can fill that hole. Because the two things I'm really not good at, and I acknowledge to my, I mean, <laughs> lots more than two, but the two things relevant here are uh, my graphic design and also marketing. And so right away, I really focused on teaming up with an illustrator and also finding someone I could apprentice myself to to learn about the marketing and selling side of things. So we're always focused on, you know, what we're so good at and what we want to do, but make sure you're also finding, figuring out where you need help and get that help that you need. Fire Nation, all we have is time. And you need to find the best ways to leverage your time. And it's not for Kimberly learning how to become a graphic designer and learning that part of the business that she's just probably never going to be good at anyways. She needs to focus on what she's inspired by, by what she brings positive to the table and let others do what they do in a powerful way and have that team in place. And Kimberly, you have a lot of reasons to be proud for a lot of things that you've done in your life. But share with Fire Nation right here, right now, your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Definitely when I had my first $1,000 a month for my Etsy store. 
Yeah, I was so excited. I mean, it took me a long time to get there because I had to figure out it, what. So even though I set up my shop in two weeks, I mean, it took me about two years to get to that point in terms of earnings because I had to, you know, build up my marketing and uh, get word out about my planners. But first time I made a thousand dollars, I just felt like, wow, this really affirms that I can create something of value, something that other people find useful. And I just felt like, you know, I am on the right path here and I'm just so excited to keep going. And it's such a building block. And what I want the listeners to really realize is that getting to that $1,000 a month is often more difficult than any of those other financial numbers you're going to put on after that. I mean, for Entrepreneur on Fire, you know, we were in the red for nine months, the three months leading up to launch, the six months post-launch. I was investing in myself and the equipment, in conferences and mentors and masterminds and courses, Kimberly, in marketing for my, for my business, for Entrepreneur on Fire, LLC. It wasn't until month seven that we first turned that corner, and it was just barely. Month eight, I think, Kimberly, we had our first thousand dollar month, and that I remember was so huge, and that was the most difficult number to get to. You know, every number since then, where, you know, just last month we generated $185,000, you know, that was a huge month for income, but it was a lot easier to go from the month before to that month than it was from nothing to just a thousand. So get going, Fire Nation, and realize. It's always the hardest pushing that stone, that snowball down the hill to get that momentum going. So Kimberly, we need to talk about your philosophy of the entrepreneurial journey because you're a mother. You have a full-time job. You have a thriving entrepreneurial business. How do you keep some semblance of a balance in this roller coaster of emotions that we entrepreneurs are always experiencing? Well, I mean, I really value my time not working. I actually make sure that I, I actively try not to turn my computer on on the weekend because that's really, you know, dedicated to my family. And I mean, I chose a business running an online Etsy shop that lets me work when I want to. I don't need to, you know, create things when on demand when people uh, order them because it's all automated my pdfs download all by themselves so i mean it's it's really also about choosing a business model that will work for your life and so that's that's what i did and i think that's what really allows me to do all of these different things that business model is so huge being able to automate is so massive and kimberly a lot of fire nation knows this but i'm not sure you do that i was actually a military veteran i spent eight years in the u.s army as an officer 13 months were in Iraq, and I learned a lot of lessons there. But one of the major things I learned was to get systems in place, was to be disciplined, to see those systems work, and to continuously be tweaking. And, you know, you and I chatted pre-interview, Kimberly. You said, you know, wow, I was really impressed by how smooth the system was and, you know, by how streamlined everything seemed to be. And I really go back to my military days and, my, you know, the time when I was deployed in Iraq and really had to come up with systems because at that point, it can be life or death when you're facing that for 13 months at a time. And I've taken that teaching, the things that I learned from those above me and implemented it into every business I've done since then. And Kimberly, you're doing that now with everything that you do. I'm doing with Entrepreneur on Fire and we're seeing success from that. And what I really want to do with you, Kimberly, is bring things to present times. I want to talk about today, Kimberly Palmer. You have a lot of exciting things going on. But share with Fire Nation the most exciting thing that really fires you up right now. 
Yes. Okay. I haven't told anyone this except my husband, but I'm so excited about this new branch of my business. It's basically a series of money games because I realize most people think money is so boring. And so I'm currently designing these games that I'll eventually sell in my Etsy shop that, uh, that you can give people when they're going through big transitions, like getting married or they're about to have a baby. It's like a flashcard based game that helps them talk through all of the important financial aspects and money decisions they have to make. So so excited about it. Money games. I mean, I'm actually one of those people, Kimberly, who doesn't think money's boring. And this already <laughs> kind of has me fired up. So I think I'm one of the early people that's raising my hands and saying, yes, can I, can I buy? So awesome, awesome stuff, Kimberly. And we're about to hit the lightning round, but let's first thank our sponsors. Fire Nation. I talk about branding a lot. It's a term that gets thrown around by all types of people. And you might be wondering what the Gab's all about. What is branding anyway? In a nutshell, your brand is a set of perceptions people have about your company. It's an emotional expression of your value that your audience creates. You need branding to create a human connection with your audience. Design is key in communicating your brand and standing out from the competition. But what are the options available to business owners with little to spend on design? Many have turned to online marketplaces like 99designs to help build their brands on a budget. Startups get maximum creativity with 99designs contest model where dozens of designers compete to deliver the best design. You get to be involved in the process and walk away with a logo, website, or design that truly represents your brand. See for yourself. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free today. When I first started Entrepreneur on Fire, I didn't know a whole lot about podcasting or how to run an online business. As you can imagine, that included not knowing about topics like social media marketing or about programs like the Adobe Creative Suite and WordPress. But I knew that in order to reach my goals and successfully launch my business, I was going to have to find a way to learn this stuff. Luckily, I came across lynda.com, where I found thousands of video courses on the very topics and programs I just mentioned. For me, this was a game changer because it allowed me to focus and start learning immediately. I would spend entire days watching their courses taught by industry experts, which helped me master what I now consider the most important programs I use, Adobe Audition and WordPress. You can see what I mean for yourself by visiting lynda.com slash EOF for access to their entire video course library for free for seven days. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash E-O-F. We've now reached my favorite part of the show the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yes. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Really how I thought of myself. I mean, I was and still am an office worker and thinking about myself as an entrepreneur, I mean, so foreign to me. So I had to really undergo sort of an identity crisis and shift. What is the best advice, Kimberly, you've ever received? If you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. And it's my dad who always tells me that. When's the last time, Kimberly, just in the last weeks or months that you failed and you're kind of happy about it because that means you were trying? Oh my gosh. The last time I failed, I would say it's when someone left me a really negative Amazon book review and I spend way too much time thinking about those (laughs) negative reviews, but you know, I'm trying to focus on the positive. There we go. Love that. And Kimberly, 
share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I block off time every morning for creating as opposed to responding. Because if I started my day responding to emails, to requests from other people, I literally would not have time to create. So I make sure to start my day with at least one or two hours of creating. Love that. Kimberly, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Yes. And it's Google Drive. And it's because, you know, as a busy working mom, I need to work wherever I am at home, at work. So I use Google Drive to work on all my projects, helps me share projects, helps me stay organized. I love it. I love it. We run Entrepreneur on Fire on Google Drive, Kimberly. So you're in good company. (laughs) And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that Kimberly and I are chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Kimberly Palmer. Kimberly, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Start Something That Matters by Blake Mykoski, the founder of Tom's. I just love that book, all about creating a business that's not only profitable, but you know, you're really making a difference in the world. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Kimberly, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. You just woken up, comprehended all of this, and walked outside. What do you do in the next seven days? Mm. After doing some exploring and walking around, I would have to start creating. I mean, in this situation, I'd probably want to sit with my laptop, make something, like write a personal essay about the experience, launch a blog. I mean, always comes back to creating something. Create, create, create. That's how we learn. That's how we iterate Fire Nation. That's how we grow as entrepreneurs. And Kimberly, I have truly enjoyed hearing your journey, again, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as a senior writer for U.S. News and World Report. I mean, these stories that you've shared are so inspiring. Give Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. My guidance is to get started. Let yourself be inspired by how other people are making money online. I mean, I think just taking some time to browse some of these e-commerce websites like Etsy, of course, it can really open your eyes to some possibilities that maybe you haven't even considered yet. And please, yes, find me online. My website is economyofyou.com and you can find out about how to reach me. You can find worksheets related to my book. So I hope to see you there. Well, Kimberly, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that you and I have been chatting about today at eofire.com. Just type Kimberly in our search bar, Fire Nation, and her show notes page will pop right up. And Kimberly, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. Fire Nation, are you ready to take your business to the next level? 
Then I have three words for you. Webinar on Fire. Webinar on Fire will take you step by step on how to create, present, and convert your webinar. We have done over $500,000 in sales on live webinars in the last five months. If you're looking to sell or pre-sell a product or service, a live or recorded webinar is a must. And Webinar on Fire is your one-stop shop to learn all you need to know. Visit WebinarOnFire.com to learn more today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to EOFire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.